I tried to think of a song, but I can't think of one. <laughs> the song that's on over TikTok has just gone out of my head right now. So, oh, I don't know. Hi, everyone. Let's just, let's just, it's a song by Labyrinth. Uh, you probably know if you are clicked onto this. Anyway, I'm Evan. And I'm Kate. And this is Make It a Podcast. And uh, so, Katie, how are you doing? I'm fine. I'm grand. Yeah. Just getting through it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> don't want to complain again. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to survive at the moment and doing work experience for college. So, yeah, just it's all right. Like, it's just the traveling's a bit much, but like, mm-hmm. I'll get over it. Yeah. I'll be all right. What about you? I'm, I'm tired as always. Uh, yeah, just yeah. work. <laughs> I had a really kind of shitty day at work. It just kind of knocked the wind out of me, and I was like, okay. Oh, no. But I'm all good. I'm all good. It's fine. I'll get my energy up for this episode anyway. But yeah, other than that, I'm good. That's good. I'm glad to hear. So uh, you may recall last week we did an episode on the Pretty Reckless. I would say Pretty Little Liars. That's not what that is. Well, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, we did get a very, I would say, passionate comment from a very passionate Pretty Reckless fan. Um, okay. this comes from Kaylee. She, uh, I left the. She goes, uh, so this was a bit much for the little box. I mean, the little box in the Instagram story. She says, the Pretty Reckless are, in my humble opinion, one of the best contemporary hard rock bands going. And it bothers me how, how people brush them off because of Taylor Momsen's past as an actress and her stylistic choices off their first album's era, choices that she hasn't made in almost a decade now. I've been listening to them since the beginning and it's been a delight to see how they've evolved as a band, especially Taylor. Her lyrics were always incredible, but she's matured so much as a songwriter and a vocalist. I'm not big on the Grammys, but Death by Rock and Roll, the album, should have been nominated. It's a no-skip musical journey of a record. You can tell how much she poured her heart and soul into it. It should be appreciated in years to come, the same way records like Appetite for Destruction and Nevermind are. So yeah. That's a good that is a good I was trying to look into DMs. Was that on your DM or was that it's on, it's on my own personal one? Oh, that's why I was wondering. I was looking at our DMs. <laughs> yeah. Do we get one? What? Do we get one? Oh no. Sorry, I we did get a DM, but I just read it now and it's from days ago. We did do a few polls and you can go ahead and vote on there if you'd like. Yeah, they were fun. Yeah, they were fun. But anyway, it's time to move on to some pop news. Ooh, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it. I was to look that up this morning and I forgot. Yeah, so we're going to start off with some trailers. Uh, so first trailer we got, uh, the first teaser for Bridgerton season two has been released. Uh, introducing a new family whose daughter will act as a love interest for Anthony Bridgerton. And we also see Nicola Coughlin's character right as uh, Lady Whistledown, as it was revealed that in season one, spoilers, but we do have an episode on Bridgerton, so... Yeah, um, so all the spoilers are in there. Yeah. Also, some season two theories are in there. You can go back and listen to that. Bridgerton comes out March 25th, day before my birthday. So, yeah. Very excited. Yeah, I am excited for that. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm kind of buzzing. So, Woo-hoo. Yeah. So, another trailer um, comes from the Oscar Award winning director of Get Out and Us. Uh, he's back with a new horror film, Nope, starring Daniel Kaluuya, who worked with in Get Out. Kiki Palmer, who you might know from True Jackson VP, and mm-hmm. Stephen Yoon, who you might know from Walking Dead or Minari. Uh, the film appears to share the same tone as the director's previous outings, but it's rooted in mystery as to what it's about. So stay tuned for that. Stay later this summer. That's good. I won't be watching that. Uh, but something you might watch, I don't know, maybe you will, maybe you won't, who knows, is Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. So yes. the last time... We saw Doctor Stephen Strange was in Spider-Man No Way Home, but now he's gearing up for his own sequel, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. The latest installment in the MTU sees sees Strange as he battles many things, one of them being himself. And this also sees the return of Wanda Maximoff since the events of Westview in WandaVision. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so looks interesting. I can't wait to see Wanda again. I love Wanda. It does. Um, the trailer was actually very good. At, I think I only watched the trailer last night. Um, but it does. It looks very, very interesting. And I'm excited to see what it brings. Because I feel like 
they're gonna like really delve into um the multiverse. Well, yeah, but um the whole Wanda Wanda Vision plot thing. I think they're gonna really delve into that. Yeah, let's hope. Let's hope we're going to see when uh, uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness drops in May, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember, actually. I just know it's coming soon. Anyway, so we talked about the Oscars last week. So they've introduced some rules now. Um, So in-person attendees will not be required to be vaccinated this year's Oscars. THR, the Hollywood Reporter reports, uh, instead the Academy will require a negative PCR test and a negative rapid rapid antigen test on the day of the event. I think that's fair enough. Fair. I mean, yeah. I mean, last year everyone had to be vaccinated, so. Yeah, but like you can be vaccinated and have it. That's so true. So if, if you're doing tests, <laughs> there's less of a chance that you have it. Like, I mean, it can still happen because like, they're like there's been studies and all done that like you, like four hours later you could test, but it's a good way of weeding it out, you know. Right. Okay. Yeah. So moving on to next headline. Uh, Billie Eilish, uh, she's on tour right now. She, and at her concert, she stopped the show to help the fan in distress um, because, oh. the, um, because the girl was suffering. The immediate comparisons came in for Astroworld. Um, but something I had something to say about this was none other than Kanye West. Um. So Kanye took to Instagram to go to say, come on, Billy, we love you. Please apologize to Trav and to the families of the people who lost their lives. No one intended this to happen. Trav didn't have any idea of what was happening when he was on stage and what was happening when he was on stage uh, and was very hurt by what happened. And yes, Trav will be with me at Coachella, but now I need to put, uh, need Billy to apologize before I perform. Billy then commented underneath saying, literally never said anything about Travis was just helping a fan. Someone who did have something to say about this was um, the grandparent of a nine-year-old victim who sadly lost his life at Astroworld. Mm-hmm. They said, that's hurtful to us. Uh, what an idiotic thing to say. She's making sure that she is caring for the patrons at her concert. And I just think that can't, that's crazy of Kanye to even let that demand come out of his mouth. And he's now refused to perform at Coachella if Billy does not apologise. Good. I don't think she should apologise. No, she shouldn't. No, he shouldn't perform. And neither should Travis. And that's mm-hmm. fine. Perfect. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely done. <laughs> He's been on a mad one on Instagram recently. I don't follow him, but it's just been coming up on, the, on my Twitter. Yeah, no, I don't follow him either. But like people are like sharing the story and all the stories. Um, and I kind of looked at his Twitter for a bit. Oh, not his Twitter, his Instagram, because I was curious. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it because, like, people are finding it funny, but, like, I don't know. I don't it's, think it's funny. It's, it's it's not funny. And it's a whole mess and people are, like, kind of comparing them to Britney now. Mm. Yeah. Which, like, I mean, I get it. Like, I get where they're coming from, in a sense. Um, Kind of saying, like, you aren't laughing when Britney does it, but when he does it, you are and blah, blah, blah. But, like, I mean, that's just a whole lot to unpack. Yeah. That's a whole lot to unpack. Yeah, Billy didn't mention Travis once. I've seen the video. She's just stopped the show. Yeah, of course. And, like, I mean, I've been at concerts where they've stopped shows before. Mm. So, you know. Okay. Well, you bring up Britney. Um, well, her sister's back on her bullshit. Uh, Jamie Lynn Spears has a podcast in the early stages of development. She plans to discuss everything from her career and childhood to Britney Spears and hopes for the podcast to be an open discussion where guests guests can speak freely. Yeah, that's not going to last long. Yeah, we're not going to, no one's going to listen. No. Well, people will listen. People will listen out of curiosity, which is unfortunate. Mm. But we all know they will. They will. Yeah. Yeah, no one cares. Okay, moving on. So um, we talked about Kylie Jenner last week. She obviously gave birth to a baby boy, but baby yeah. boy has a name now. Kylie and Travis uh, named their baby Wolf Webster. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I don't know. I don't think it's a bad name. Wolf is like actually an okay name, yeah. It's not 
the war like it's not the first child I've heard of with the name Wolf. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's it's fine. Um, I just like don't like Tamble anyway. That's fine. <laughs> what did you say? I just don't like like them, like the parents. So you know. Okay. Right. Fair. I, just, I have no opinion, but like, yeah, congrats. I'm sure he's having a great time, and uh, he's very cute. Yeah, absolutely. So, as someone who is expecting a baby, uh, is Rihanna. Uh, yep. But Rihanna has touched on dropping music, saying, "Yes, you're still going to get music from me. My fans would kill me if they waited this long for a lullaby." True. <laughs> I was actually thinking that I was kind of going to be like, "Is she going to be dropping lullabies?" But I'd say she will. <laughs> Clean Michelle. Um... No, I think she will. I think she will. I think she will. After she has the baby, she will drop a lullaby. You think she'll drop a lullaby album? No, maybe not an album, but I think she'll drop an album. Yeah. With her with her usual music on it, and then in the middle or at the start or at the end, like somewhere along the way, there's definitely going to be a story to it, and there's going to be a lullaby, and it's going to either have the child's name in it. Or be dedicated to the child. Yeah. Calm so, now. Yeah, absolutely. Team. Absolutely. So you mentioned um, lullabies. And lullabies usually put you to sleep. And this, actually, this week's topic put me to sleep. Katie, what are we talking about? Okay. So this week, we are going to delve into a group of high school students who struggle with drugs, love, social media and money. As they come of age while trying to establish their identity. And by delve, I mean discuss the first episode of the first season of Euphoria. So on and now, if you're like us, you have obviously lived under a rock since 2019. And if you don't want spoilers, watch it and then come back to us. Um, so, Evan, what is your history with Euphoria? My history with Euphoria, I heard of it when it first came out, but I never watched it. And all I knew about it was that Zendaya was in it. Yeah. And I knew it was on HBO, so I knew it was going to be heavy. Because uh, usually their shows are quite, well, some of them. Um, yeah, so then I didn't watch it for ages. And then it was just before, it was like last month, I think, when season two was coming back. I was like, oh, maybe she gives this a go because everyone seems to be all over it. Mm-hmm. And I watched it. And we'll get into how I feel about it. But yeah, I did I did watch the, a few episodes, so. Yeah, so um, I like I only found out about it when season two dropped. Hmm? Like, I only found out about it when season two dropped. Really? That, that's when, yeah, like that's what I mean. Like, I've lived under a rock. Like, I'm sure I heard about it, but it never resonated. It never stuck. It never was like there was. I feel like personally, I I didn't hear of or see any hype until season two came out. Yeah. And then I seen a lot of hype. I didn't even know Zendaya was in it. Well, like, obviously, but, like, I found out Zendaya was in it, like, when all this hype was starting and all. And I was like, what is this? Um, And then, I mean, just, you know, kind of Twitter and Instagram and stuff and people talking about it. And then it's just kind of being everywhere. And I was like, whoa. So um, I was very reluctant to start. And then people were saying that was, like, crazy and all. So I only watched one episode so far yeah so, so if you're a diehard euphoria fan just take this with a pinch of salt i guess yeah yeah because like i don't know if you'll i don't know like i'm just saying i just don't know if you'll have a um you'll agree with me but anyway okay well we're gonna recap the very first episode of euphoria from 2019 katie are you ready i am ready so the episode opens with rue who's played by zendaya in the womb and she's narrating the episode. We learn about Rue's childhood and where, she, where her OCD began. So Rue, a young Rue passes out in the classroom and then we cut to current day Rue. Uh, Rue and her sister leave the house and head to school. Rue uh, takes drugs. She is a drug addict. And then we get a flash sequence. Um, Rue's in line at what we believe is church, but then it turns out to be rehab. So then Rue's coming home. Uh, Rue sees a girl riding uh, her bicycle and her name is Jules. That's Hunter Schaefer. Uh, we meet Fezco and we learn Rue isn't staying clean, even though she's been to rehab. Rue meets what I can only describe as a baby drug dealer. 
Rue sees uh, Nate Jacobs played by um, Jacob Lordy. Uh, he drives off with McKay, Chris McKay. Um, we learn that Nate used to date Maddie, uh, who is uh, Alexa Demi. Nate sees Jules and yells at her and she falls off her bike. We learn Jules went to summer school with Kat. That's Barbie Ferreira's character. Jules scrolls through men on an app. She decides to meet up with a mystery man. We never see his face. Maddie, Kat and another girl are getting ready to, um, are getting ready and talk about Maddie's breakup with Nate. We learn Kat is still a virgin. Rue arrives home and her mom yells at her. Rue's, mom, Rue's mother yells at her to take a drug test. Rue narrates and shows how to pass a drug test. Uh, Rue arrives at Lexi's house and asks her for her pee. Uh, Lexi's mom and Cassie, uh, Sydney Sweeney's character, eat dinner. Uh, Rue fake pees and we learn Rue's sister found her when she overdosed. Rue passes the test and asks to stay at Lexi's. Jules gets ready to go meet the mystery man. Jules arrives at a motel and heads to a room. So at McKay's house, the boys talk about Cassie. Nate and the guys all gawk at Cassie's nudes. Cassie is dating McKay. McKay feels uncomfortable talking about Cassie like in like this. So McKay and Cassie uh, begin to hook up. They strip. He starts choking her. Then we get a cutaway to um we get a cutaway to pornography. Uh a pornography sequence describing what guys are into and gets picked up by so it cuts back to them because she gets picked up by Maddie and the other girls now real no sorry I read I can't read today so he starts they start hooking up so Rue is heading to the party and she gets picked up by Maddie and the other girls in the motel room uh Jules is in the room with the mystery man she lies about her age saying she's 22 we see the mystery man's face they have sex after they're done, uh, he showers. Back at the party, Rue heads to the bathroom to do drugs. She starts to trip uh, like the room is spinning. Maddie and Nate try to make each other jealous. Maddie takes a guy to the pool to have sex in front of everyone. Jules heads to the party and Kat hangs with some guys in a room and they ask her if she's a slut. One of the guys asks if her head, she reluctantly takes her top off and one of them says that fat girls give the best head. Rue and Fez go smoke and talk. Rue talks about a traumatic childhood experience. Jules arrives at the party. Nate uh, hears about Maddie in the pool and he throws a fit and starts smashing things up. Um, Nate sees Jules and he starts tormenting her in the kitchen. Jules pulls a knife on Nate and cuts herself in the process. Kat comes out of the room and tells her friend that she lost her virginity. Uh, Jules grabs her bike and Rue sees her. Rue and Jules leave together. Jules and Rue uh, sneak upstairs in Jules' house. Jules and Rue undress. Nate gets home and we see a family picture. Turns out the mystery man that Jules was with earlier is his dad. Uh, Jules and Rue li uh, lie together and Rue asks her if she wants to get high. And that's the end of the very first episode of Euphoria. Yes, it is. Oh, well, what can we say? There's a lot to say, I think. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. Like, I have, I will, I will give you one thing. I am intrigued now. Mm -hmm. Like, it's very intriguing, and I, I am gonna watch the rest of it. I think. Oh wow! Yeah. So, and it's not because I'm like, oh my god, I loved it. Because I was like, this is wild. But it's just like after that at the end when, when it pans to the picture of when Nate's walking up the stairs and it passes the the picture of his dad and stuff. Yeah. Like, oh I wanna I wanna see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I want I want to see that. I want to know. Um so yeah, I, I have decided that well not I have decided me and Kevin have decided that we're gonna watch together. Um, so yeah, I let you know how we get on. But, I thought you um, would have hated this. Yeah, no, me too. Like, I mean, I feel like as it goes on, it's gonna get a bit worse because 
like people have warned me about things that like might trigger me and stuff and like people that I know yeah so I'm like right but at least I know that they'll come do you know what I mean there won't be a shock when it comes I'm like okay right fine um I'm sure but um it was specifically my cousin Jody she was like oh yeah a lot of it's triggering triggering and I was like great so I do know it's probably going to trigger me (laughs) (laughs) but I am I'm really excited but one thing I will say is it's given me very 13 reasons why vibes yeah like as in the same like over depicted over like not estimated like over ex- exaggerated i suppose like yeah of exaggerated what exactly teams like the the team of like i mean i know the drug use and all like like teenagers do drugs and stuff and there are teenage addicts and all yeah yeah that's fine but like i feel like um it's just over exaggerated yeah yeah it's way too but- glossy but I do think it's over exaggerated for a reason. Yeah. Like it's over exaggerated. So to like make a point, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I'm excited to see what the next few episodes bring. Um what about yourself? Do you have any thoughts? Okay. Uh I have to be honest, this is one of those times in life where I don't get the hype about something. It happened to me with yes. Tiger King, Breaking Bad, Haunting of Hill House. Didn't get the hype. Like, yeah. You know, I I watched a few episodes of this. I think I got to episode three or four of the first season. And there's a very, I don't know if I can say what the storyline is. It's a storyline that really made me just go, right, I'm out. I can't be looking at this now. Wow, well, okay. Right. I think I know what it is, but I'm not sure. But we'll find out. <laughs> if I was one of the girls, that's all I'll say. Yeah, I think I do know because Jody warned me about it. Um, but what was I gonna say? Um yeah, it is it is overhyped in my opinion as well. Um but I do think see, I think it has potential, like personally in my brain right now. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it will actually live up to the potential, if that makes sense. I don't know. I mean, there's this, there are certain scenes from the show. Like, you know, I, I, am not caught, I am caught up, but not by choice. It's on all through TikTok and stuff like that. Yeah. There is like scenes that I do enjoy. Like, there's this one of like the girls in the bathroom that's been going around on TikTok where Cassie just lets loose on everyone. And like, I, if the show was totally like that, like more kind of lighthearted I think I would enjoy it more now mm. obviously they are going for a euphoric dark thing so I show cause euphoria and yeah. look and I'm not saying that like you know I read a Guardian article earlier because it just happened to pop up on my Twitter about why teen dramas like euphoria and modern day dramas have gotten so dark it's because of the themes and just what teens are dealing with nowadays it's just it's a lot darker than when we were, you know, just how things have progressed, even like from where when we were teens, which is like ten years ago. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I agree, but like what I meant by that was like I think like if I was to write it, like I would bring it a certain way, but I don't think I think the show is just gonna get worse in its own way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I mean by I don't think it's going to live up to the potential. Like, it's not going to live up to what I want it to be. It's going to go the complete opposite way. But, um, yeah, I get that about, like, I mean, kids, like, kids in general are just getting older now, though. They are. Like, they really are. And, like, they do have, they're exposed to, like, a lot more. And, like, we were exposed as teenagers. Social media was just becoming a thing when we were 13. I know it was and that's what I mean and we were still exposed like like do you remember the likes of like Omegle and all yeah. that yeah oh my like, god um absolute predatory behavior from from a lot of people on the internet and mm-hmm. um, I was actually only watching a YouTube video about that the other day um but like about 
Kick. Do you remember Kick? Yes, I do. Yeah. So, um, and it actually didn't even take place that long ago. Like, I probably would have been about 16 when it took place. And this person, in this case, would have been about 11 or 12 at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was very, like, shocking. And I was like, wow, like, we actually all put ourselves in danger at one point when we were younger <laughs> it's it's a surprise that most of us are still here like but um yeah no kids these days are getting older and are exposed to so much more but we were also exposed to a lot which is scary um and I feel like I don't know if they can handle more but like these types of teen dramas are like kind of forcing them to handle more. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, but like drug use is and always has been and probably always will be an issue, and especially in teenage years. Mm-hmm. And like that is hard, and I'm sure a lot, a lot, a lot of people can relate, have family members in that situation, we're in that situation are in that situation best friend in that situation so I'm not like taken away from that or any of the teams that they're going to speak about because people deal with them on a regular on an everyday but it's the way that they're going to deal with them is what I'm worried about this is the thing I mean I really I have to say like I really don't like the show and and, uh, another part of it is that it's very glossy Mm. like you bring up 13 Reasons Why, and I know 13 Reasons Why was a bit, not far-fetched, but it wasn't as glossy, I would say. It was a bit more kind of like, I don't know, what's another show? Pretty Little Liars. That was very glossy. Yeah, I think it was glossy, though. You thought 13 Reasons was? Yeah, because I thought it was like... I thought it was glossy in the sense of like, yeah, okay, it spoke about like the main theme and um, stuff like that. Um, and while they tried to make it raw and harrowing, they didn't really delve into it the way that people deal with it. They were just like, and like, yeah, like that whole show was, it's that one, one for the podcast, to be honest, I have lots of yeah. issues with that. But yeah. Um, like, I think they thought, okay, we'll show a few graphic scenes and that will be how we do it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is what I feel like this show is doing. They're like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll show some graphic scenes um, and not really depict this absolutely correctly. Now, some of it is probably completely uh-huh. depicted correctly. And I, I, I don't know what they exactly talk about. I have an inkling into one of them maybe two more issues um so I will be excited to see how they deal with them as I've said already but yeah I do it is glossy like it's kind of like oh here's an issue now yeah yeah, that's kind of why I'm kind of turned off by it yeah yeah although you know I'll give it to her like Zendaya is is good in it like as in I don't I don't see Zendaya. Yeah, that's true. You see Rue. Yeah, like, personally, I don't see Zendaya. I don't see any of her other characters. I don't see, you know, I I see this teenager who is going through this thing and this character of this show, but I do not see, like, anything coming, anything else shining through. So that's one good thing about it, is that like it's like one of the times that they cast a really big name in something and it's not just because of the really big name and she's a producer as well oh is she yeah right okay i didn't know that but um yeah like it's not like they just cast zendaya to get people to watch it they mm-hmm. obviously cast zendaya because she's right she's for the play- role playing the role very very well yeah mm-hmm. so um there's something that i wanted to bring up about this show so uh with this being a hbo show they kind of aren't afraid of nudity um mm-hmm. but there is a bit of this is kind of was that a debate between that's been going on online so in the first episode we see sydney sweeney topless and that's very much her body and her boobs 
but the penises on the guys are actually prosthetics. Yeah. Like, what do we make of that? Um, I don't know. Like, as in, because we don't know the ins and outs. As in, we don't know if Sydney was just made do that. Yeah. Or we don't know if she was offered prosthetics. Unless she's come out and say that she point blank wasn't and then they just made her be topless. Do you get me? Yeah. They could have offered her to have them or they could have said, look, there's going to be the scene. You'll have to be topless. Are you willing to do that? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it just depends. And I think the male prosthetics. Yeah. It, it, again, that, that depends on how you view it because like one party could just be kind of like, Maybe they were offered them and they took them. Or maybe they had no choice. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. The producers were just like, right, you have to wear this prosthetic, sorry. Do you know? So it really, really depends on how it's viewed. Like if it comes out more of the males were offered prosthetics to, to cover themselves, to make themselves more comfortable. But like any of the females that had to show nudity weren't offered an alternative. Yeah, then I'd have a problem. Yeah. Because I don't know anything, and because um, the show hasn't been too graphic so far, like not too graphic. There's been a bit of nudity, but it hasn't been much. Like I'm not prude, but sometimes I kind of am. Sometimes I'm like, that's too much for TV. Yeah, no, it was too much for me. That's why I turned it off. Yeah, you are going to get to something very graphic in a, in a couple of episodes. Yeah, yeah. No, no, and I am expecting graphics. Don't worry. Yeah. I watch very dark stuff. Yeah, I was, I was very turned off by this. And this is my second time yeah. watching this episode, and I honestly I think I hate it more. <laughs> it sounds really bad. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, no, it is funny. I don't know why, but I do I thought this was a show that you would like until last I, week. That's what I thought when I was going into it. I was like, I'm gonna love this. I love Zendaya, I love teen mm. dramas and all this, I love darkness and all this stuff. I watched it and I was like, I absolutely hate this. <laughs> Um yeah. and then I thought you were gonna hate it, and then you you're the one who's hopping on the bandwagon now. It's not that I'm like hopping on the bandwagon or that I like particularly like it, but it's I am I am intrigued. I'm yeah. watching it out of pure. I want to know what happens in this now, so I've been trying my best to like avoid spoilers of further episodes. Um, but I have gotten one or two things like kind of spoiled on me yeah so i'm like oh for god's sakes um but i want to know if you knew this again spoiler coming up right now from the first episode Mm -hmm. did you clock that jules was trans no i had this discussion with a friend of mine recently because jules is actually and jules sorry hunter schaefer who plays jules is actually going out with dominic fike who's a cast member season two he's also a singer he's done a few songs i like and I didn't think that Jules was uh, transgender. Yeah. I only did it recently. The actual actor, actress, yeah. is also transgender, which I think is cool. Which is great. Yeah, I think it's it's very good. Um, and I'm I'm really happy because once I found out the character was trans, I was like, is the actor trans? And they are. So I'm, I'm so happy um about that bit but yeah I didn't clock so I, I kind of got that spoiled on me I feel like that'll be kind of that'll come up Is that make, I think I think it might be because because it wasn't okay so it's not just me like it wasn't prevalent in the first episode that they are trans but um it makes sense now that the dad is on grinder that Cal Jacobs is on Grinder. Eric Dane, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Um, it makes sense that that is that because first of all, I realized, well, like I mean, obviously, it's not actually Grinder. It's like, but I feel like that's what it's meant to be. Yeah. Because um, first of all, the name, it was like dominant daddy or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like it was definitely a website like that. Because I know it do I don't know. I don't know if you use like name, but I don't think you use your real name on Grinder. Um, whereas like Tinder and all, you wouldn't have a name. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that's just a little bit of a 
I was like, oh, that makes sense. But then again, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, he, ha- he has a bigger arc in season two, apparently, and you get to actually know more about him. Um, oh, really? I, won't, I won't say that for you. But apparently no, his, no. his arc is interesting, apparently. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah no, it? I didn't. And I, I feel like it's going to come up in a way that I'm going to be like, oh, I wish I didn't see that online. But like, it's fine. I'm not too, as I said, like when I want to watch something, I don't really care about spoilers, like mm-hmm. unless it's an absolutely huge spoiler. But like, if it's just something like that, I'm like, oh, that's fine. But if I was to never want to watch this show, I would have like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just the way I am. I swear. To God. I'm the opposite. I can't handle a spoiler, you guys. No, I can. It depends on the spoiler, though. Do you know? Uh, what yeah, I mean? that's fair. Yeah, it does. It does depend on it. But like, usually, if it's just it kind of something to do with the plot or a, a character i'm like eh, all right it's fine yeah so um i don't really know what else i can say about this show other than it's uh it's not for me and i don't get the hype and that's okay that is okay that that's very okay and um, yeah it allows people to have to go at me about it i'm like guys i just don't care <laughs> No, and like I'm one of them people that like I'm kind of I usually don't like kind of bandwagony stuff and I don't yeah. usually hop yeah. on it and like there's so many things that still to this day I'm like no I will never watch that um, just because people overhype it so much mm-hmm. Um, I was quite like that with sex education as well but then I watched that and I was like oh I actually really like this so <laughs> um, yeah I don't know but the other thing, the last thing I will say about this is it was ap- actually adapted from a an Israeli show of the same name. Sorry, hold on. Can you say that again, sorry? Yeah, it's actually an American adaptation of an Israeli show. Oh, is of it? Of the same name, yeah. It is. So obviously it was over there first and then somebody in America was like, let's make that. Mm. Yeah, no. That's insane. Yeah. I didn't even know that. That's blown my mind now. Yeah, see, I know. Little tidbits. <laughs> oh, there you go. She's a fan now. Not fan <laughs> yet. Uh, watch next week. I'll be like, sorry, guys. I'll take back everything. She'll, be, she'll have uh, the, what is it, like the thing under your eyes and the glossy makeup. <laughs> I was come with like glitter glue all under my eyes. <laughs> like, sorry, Evan. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, I am excited to see how it pans out. I'm going to watch the second episode tonight and then me and Kevin are going to start from episode three tomorrow night. Okay, right. So, I mean, so uh, moving on. So the show Euphoria has garnered a lot of criticisms. We actually mentioned a bit last week from the parents group there in Pop Mm -hmm. News. Um, so some commentators and organizations have criticized the show's explicit content, including self-harm, excessive drug use and sexual material. The conservative media uh, advocacy group Parents and Television Media Council called the series dark, depraved, degenerate and nihilistic and asked HBO and AT&T to end it. Uh, Common Sense Media, which provides information relating to media sustainability for children, also noted that the strong adult teams and, and advised against teenage viewership. One scene involving more than 30 shots of penises was criticised by both critics and supporters alike, with Esquire calling it pointlessly gratuitous. The Guardian wrote that writers and producers should find new and different ways to shock people. So Sam Levinson, who is the creator of Euphoria, acknowledged the show's content, saying that some parents will totally fucking freak out. Uh, so, and uh, Augustine Frizzle, who directed the pilot episode, said that the explicit content should help foster a conversation between parents and kids. Um, Levinson also said that he helps the show opens up a dialogue due to discussion, just due to disconnect between parents and teenagers. Zendaya has issued a warning uh, before the show and season two premiere about its deeply emotional subject matter. Although HBO did voice objections to some te- sexually graphic scenes, the network said it would not interfere with the show's creative process. The show includes viewer discretion warnings and website for mental health and other support group resources. The show has also come under rep- uh, criticism for its reputation of 
representation uh, as flawed uh, with the character of Kat Hernandez specifically, uh, saying that Kat reinforces stereotypes of fat women instead of challenging them. Um, yeah, I mean, and uh, another the Asia page of Vice News criticized the show's depiction of black girls writing. It's yet another example of black girls on screen narratives being defined by trauma. Well, HBO's new series Euphoria seems to be a slight departure from the typical model minority trauma influenced depictions. It's another entry into a long line of shows that center on a black girl's pain. So, and Sam Levinson has also spoken out about uh, his own uh, uh, issues being a teenager with drug use as well to fight back the show's criticism. Yeah, like there's lots of mixed opinions and there's lots of like mixed answers as well on that. Like, like it just depends. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like when I was a teenager, like this probably would have been too heavy for me. Yeah. But I do think I like know people that would have been well able for when they were a teenager and like, do you know, it, it just depends on your audience. Um, I do think it's a show I do think that like some teenagers might benefit from it um, like as in they might say okay like yeah I'm not alone in this or blah 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 like I'm, I'm not in any way shape or form saying that the um, what's the word the representation is good mm-hmm. or um, what's the word accurate or well done Mm -hmm. but I do think a lot of the topics are ones that could be discussed more from teenagers and their parents because I mean like I don't have kids um but I do want them someday and I have always thought that like I will I will bring up my future children with the approach of I want them to know things. I want them to be informed and I want them to ask questions and I'll answer them as best as possible and obviously appropriate to the age. Um, and if I can, I do you know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. And, and if I can't, I'll find the answers and we'll, we'll figure it out together. Stuff like that. So I do think like if I was like maybe a parent or like I had like a teenage brother or sister or nephew or niece, it probably would be a show. Now, when I say teenage, I'm talking like 17. I'm not talking 14, 15. Like I'm talking like older teenager that might get into these situations, that might have friends in these situations. Because you never know, there could be a teenager somewhere out there watching this with a parent or with a guardian um, saying, oh, my friend does that. Is yeah. that not normal? Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it could get somebody help or it could be like somebody might say oh that happened to me or like a topic is brought up that somebody doesn't know about so they ask the question do you know about this and the parent might even have an experience or might have some sort of like knowledge about it Mm -hmm. and then it, it might make the world like a little bit of a more destigmatized place might create a dialogue it might create a dialogue and um I'm, I'm hoping like it would be good if it does but um yeah I just that that's my thoughts on that anyway but I do think like obviously viewer discretion absolutely you have to make sure the audience that is watching it is able for it mm-hmm. um but yeah I think that it's not a bad thing for kids to be exposed to stuff like this, especially because at the end of the day, this is a TV show and it is dramatized and it is scripted. Yes. You know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I agree with everything you just said. Uh, Viewer discretion is advised. Let it open up a dialogue. Um, there is a video actually, and I'll probably post it on socials if I remember. Um, there's a video of it's from the season one like Q and A thing with the creator and Zendaya, Hunter Schaefer and Barbie Freria. I think I pronounced her name wrong, but Cat. 
and yeah. so they're doing q a so it's someone's up to ask zendaya a question but it's a very young girl like i mean like a child and she asked her what it's like going from disney to this and zendaya literally looks at her and starts laughing and says your parents are responsible because the parents are responsible and if you don't want your kids to see it they don't have to see it that's true and i mean uh, of course kids will be kids like I know this is not the same at all, but like when I was six, I found the book, The Snapper, and I was reading that. Now, obviously, I didn't understand it. Yeah. It's want to do something, they're going to do it. But it is up to the parents. And yeah, at the end of the day, that is my opinion. Or guardian. Like, it is up to somebody else, an older person in that younger person's life to guide and say hey maybe give that a little miss until you're a bit older yeah absolutely absolutely so i want to talk about the success of euphoria because uh, as we've discussed it does have a lot of hype and it is very successful so euphoria does have an 87 percent uh score on rotten tomatoes which means it is higher than rent i did see that and it is uh, clawier than cats i guess um the first episode of Euphoria aired to 577,000 viewers, which soon increased to 1 million after the same linear and replay on the HBO Go views were counted. The season two premiere drew 2.4 million viewers across all HBO platforms, which is a series high. It also marks the strongest digital premiere night for any episode on an, for an HBO series since HBO Max's launch. Euphoria has won three Emmys for outstanding makeup, uh, contemporary makeup best original song for all of us by labyrinth and zendaya as well as zendaya winning for outstanding lead actress in a drama series euphoria has now been reviewed for renewed sorry for season three as well yeah i mean i haven't watched them both so i can't say whether i'm happy about the season three or not but that at the minute i'm kind of like oh is this gonna go on forever yeah not forever but like is this going to be one of the shows that they're just going to beat a dead horse with because it's doing well mm-hmm. um a lot of people feel be... that way currently they, they don't think it should get another season yeah sometimes things don't need six or seven seasons yeah Do you know what i mean sometimes mm-hmm. they just they they're made to prove a point to talk about a topic and that's yeah. it and then that's them forever um and they work really well like that but sometimes people see the money coming in and it like riverdale like riverdale like yeah. riverdale the point gets lost in translation and it just keeps going and going until it's absolutely just a new show and it's like what has gone on so i hope that doesn't happen i hope they have a plan mm-hmm. and i hope that they when they run out of a story that they stop yeah absolutely <laughs> that's my hopes for euphoria that's your hopes for euphoria yeah i agree with you you're really you're knocking out of the park today i'm not i'm just taking a seat <laughs> back now it's your episode now <laughs> my episode yeah. i'm passionate for whatever reason <laughs> yeah no so uh we're gonna move on we're gonna play a little game so on Twitter and Instagram, there's been a thread going around uh, of people who could supposedly end Nate Jacobs. Some of these include Jennifer Check, a.k.a. Megan Fox and Jennifer's Body, uh, Miss Piggy from The Muppets, and as well as a string of others. So I just have a list here, of, and I've kept it on theme um, mostly. Uh, I've picked characters from other teen shows and movies, and we are going to answer the question, could they end Nate Jacobs. Katie, are you ready for this? Yes. And in what way? Like, uh, like, like, they, they could beat him up. He could have been in a fight. Oh. Okay, okay, fair, fair, okay. All right, I'm just, just making sure. Okay. I mean, I mean, you can interpret it how you want, I guess. Okay, okay. Perfect. So, could Santana Lopez from Glee end Nate Jacobs? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> without a doubt absolutely yeah okay moving on could Alison De Laurentiis from Pretty Little Liars and Nate Jacobs 
did Master Show, but I feel like she's evil. So yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's the blonde girl, not Hannah, the mean girl. Yeah. Yeah, no. Alison got away with a lot. So if she, you know, she could end it, Jacobs. Okay, could Blair Waldorf from Gossip Girl and Nate Jacobs? No. You don't think so? No. <laughs> reason? Yeah, no, I didn't watch it. No, no reason. I'm just saying that. Nah. I just feel like Blair's too much of a, of a, like, like she, her whole vibe is like, nah. I feel like she'd, she'd give it a go, but I don't think she could end it. Um, I'm... I'm going to disagree with you. Blair's ruined some lives as well, so I think Blair could end him. <laughs> okay, could Jade West from Victorious end Nate Jacobs? Yeah, she scares me. Yeah, absolutely. With those scissors? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, could Sam Puckett from iCurly end Nate Jacobs? Hmm. I feel like she'd give it a go. But I feel like Sam's like a tough guy on the outside. Mm-hmm. But she's not actually a tough guy. Do you know what I mean? She's quite yeah. soft. Yeah. I'm just going to say one word, buttersock. Fair. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> okay. Could Lily Tucker Pritchett from Modern Family and Nate Jacobs? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. She would take over America if she wanted. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you there. <laughs> Back in. Back in. Oh, yeah, no, she can she can do it all. Could Sharpay Evans from High School Musical and Nate Jacobs? No, she'd try. She could try. Yeah. But like, as in, uh, like, I feel like she'd try, like, blackmail him or something, but, like, she wouldn't get there in the end. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't think Sharpay could do it. No. Could... Regina George from Mean Girls and Nate Jacob. Again, I think she could try. I don't think she'd get there in the end. I'll agree with you, yeah. She kind of loses it by the end of that movie, so. Yeah. Early on, maybe. Later uh, later on, no. Yeah, no, I just don't think so at all. I think she's too... Um, she'll talk. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Could Draco Malfoy from Harry Potter and Nate Jacobs. Hmm. With magic or without magic? You can interpret how you want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Could John Bender from The Breakfast Club and Nate Jacobs? No, but I think he'd give it a go. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. But I think he'd, he'd give it a fair shot. Like he tried, but okay. he'd get it. Yeah. Could. Jughead Jones from Riverdale and Nate Jacobs. No. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay. Could Raven Baxter from That's a Raven and Nate Jacobs? Yeah. Yeah. She could see it coming. Oh, she could see it coming. Yeah. No, she'd, mm-hmm. she'd see how to do it. Absolutely. Could Sabrina Spellman from Sabrina the Teenage Witch and Nate Jacobs? Yes, in theory, but no, because I don't think she would have the heart. I'll agree with you there. I will agree with you there. Like, I feel like she could if she wanted to, but I don't think she actually would. Okay, so I've saved the best two for last. So, could Gibby from iCurly and Nate Jacobs? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we saw, remember he went, rescued them out of the basement when Nora did them? I do that remember that. that was a great fight scene. <laughs> and finally, could none other than Hannah Montana and Nate Jacobs? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, a question, but that's not even a question. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now we're going to move on, Katie. School is in session at Euphoria High. Um, oh. <laughs> You're going to dress like a slag on in the hall. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, so, 10. It's a pop quiz for Katie. 10 quiz questions for her. I've kept it easy enough for you. Okay. 
So Euphoria quiz for Katie. Katie, are you ready? Yeah. So question one, Rue was born three days after which major historical event? 9-11. Yep. Question two, multiple choice. Which one of Zendaya's non-Euphoria co-stars expressed interest in being a part of Euphoria? Bella Thorne, Hugh Jackman, Tom Holland, Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. It was actually Tom Holland. Was it? I was going to guess that, but I was like, nah, that's too, like, I thought, oh, that was a trick question. Okay. Question three, another multiple choice one. Mm-hmm. Which Beyonce song features in the pilot episode of Euphoria? Hold Up, Crazy in Love, <laughs> Drunk in Love, or Formation? Oh, no. Oh. What was the second option? Drunk in Love. No, what was the first option? Hold Up. Um, oh, I actually can't remember. I only watched it today and like, I heard Beyonce and I was like, Beyonce? <laughs> Where did you come from? <laughs> I was like, what are you doing here? Um, hold Up? Yeah, it's Hold Up. Was I knew I just couldn't remember. I was like, oh no. <laughs> okay, question four. When we meet when we meet them, which character is still a virgin? Um Kat. Yeah. yeah. Question five. Which actor plays Nate Jacobs? He... Nate Jacobs. Oh, I know his first name is Jacob. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know what his second name is. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob Elordi from The Kissing Booth. Oh, yeah, I knew you were familiar. Okay. <laughs> Question six, multiple choice. Um, which rapper is a producer on Euphoria? Kanye West, Chance the Rapper, Drake, or Kendrick Lamar? Um, Chance the Rapper. It's actually Drake. <laughs> Is it Drake? Oh yeah. no, because it's gonna be like, oh, if that's Drake, that's a little bit saucy because, like, he's a bit of a, apparently, apparently, allegedly, um, him and the Millie Bobby, Bobby Brown situation. So. Okay, well, okay, we're moving on. Um, I'm just saying. Okay, I'm not gonna take any Drake slander right now. Unless it comes out, then we'll talk. It's not slander. It's alleged. <laughs> so, question seven, another multiple choice one. Rue has a picture of which female singer on her wall? Ariana Grande, Rihanna, Miley Cyrus, or Dua Lipa? I'm just going to throw Rihanna out there. Yeah, it is Rihanna. Yeah, okay. Because I, I seen the picture, but I couldn't remember. It's like, oh, no. The rated R cover. One of Rihanna's best albums. Oh, okay. Okay. Question eight, multiple choice. I feel like you already know this stuff. What is the screen name of Cal Jacobs? Hawkeye 62, Dominant Daddy, Married Guy 47, or Dom Top. Dominant Daddy. Yeah. yeah. You said that was such conviction. Yeah, because I said it earlier. <laughs> okay. Uh, question nine. Who says this line? Um, oh, that rhymes. Um, <laughs> girl, this is in the 80s. You've got to catch a dick. Cat says that? No, so no, you're right. They say it too, Cat. No, I thought Kat said that, and then somebody was like, well, I do, you know, you have to cut or something. No, Kat doesn't say that. Say, say it to Kat. No, well, Kat says something. Kat says something. Right, Kat says a lot of things, right? I think it's her job. Right, anyway, um, it was... You're, are you Googling this? No, I'm not. Um, it was... Do um oh, I can't remember her name. The um Nate X. No, it was actually Jules. All right, okay. It was not Maddie. Okay, okay. now question ten: Which two characters attended summer school together? Um, Kat and Jules. 
Yeah, I'll give you two points for that. So you got seven. Woo! Yeah. Woo! So you pass up. <laughs> so next up, we're going to put Euphoria on our pop scale. We rate it out of five based on how much you like it. And it's based on pop culture. Katie, out of five, what do you give Euphoria? I'll give it a two. Mm-hmm. I'll give it a one for like intriguing me and for like making me want to watch the second episode. And I'll give it another one for its place in pop culture simply because I only really kind of like um heard about it. Not heard like I did, yeah. Like I only really it came to my light um on the second season. So I'm like, all right, you know. But like I do I do know that there's a lot of like diehard fans and people love it and people are waiting for this to come out and people are so excited and all and I do get that but I still give it a two. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a two as well. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm not a fan, I have to be honest. I just did it's not for me. Um yeah. but I can see I mean people do like it and they're excited for the episodes yeah. to come out week by week it does have a place and yeah it's just not for me but yeah i'll give it to i'll be generous yeah like it's i understand people like it. i understand it there's a reason it's been made like it's 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 a thing and we just have to deal with it mm-hmm. um and who knows i might like it next week yeah yeah, she might bring it up in our next segment, which is what's popping. We talk about what we're enjoying in terms of pop culture and how, and you know what we're enjoying right now, Katie. What's popping with you? I'm having a bit of a weird time at the minute. Um, I recently watched uh, Tall Girl one and two on Netflix. How was that? Um, yeah, they were good. Like I don't know, weird. I'm. I'm going through it like it's it's strange, but um I guess that's all that's really popping with me. I I suppose <laughs> I watched a few more films, but they were like like as in on Netflix, which is so out of character for me. Like I don't usually watch films. Like I usually have to be absolutely dragged to watch a film at home, or like I do like what seeing them in the cinema. I can focus in the cinema because I have to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, I suppose Tall Girl 1 and 2. And if you just want something a little bit trashy to watch, a little bit teen movie, a little bit just torn your brain off, chewing gum for the brain. Mm-hmm. Watch them. Um, so for me, what's popping with me is... Um, ooh, uh, I'm really, I'm still into Baby... Uh, especially Baby Mama, that's an Amy Poehler and Tina Fey movie, which is also great. Baby Daddy, the show, uh, it's on Disney Plus. I still re- I'm still really into that. I'm always watching it. So yeah, really like that. Um, let me see. Uh, I also enjoyed the podcast XOXO by Jessica Zor. It's a Gossip Girl one, and they're going to be interviewing lots of people who are on Gossip Girl. So if you like Gossip Girl, check that out. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think right now. I don't think yeah, it like there's there's lots that I like listen to like podcast wise and all, and mm-hmm. um, I I always forget to mention. But anyway, um, still not mentioned. <laughs> What's your name? I was like, I'm I'm still not mentioning them, but I just I like I listen to a lot of podcasts, um, because I don't know why I just do. But I will also say, following on from last week, um, Pam and Tommy is still popping oh i still love that yeah i, I need to catch up though when i watch the first two. Oh yeah you really need to catch up yeah i know i'll do it after this uh Fair enough. Fair enough. yeah no but i re- I actually really like Ram and tommy as well yeah no i just have to i have to branch out i have to get me sink my teeth into something that isn't euphoria um yeah that's all i'm just gonna sink my teeth in and give it another go mm-hmm. so i'm just gonna do it yeah so i mean that's what's popping with both of us so katie where can the people find us people can find us on instagram and twitter at make it podcast you can also um give us a little rating on spotify if you so wish or you can give us a little um you can comment on us 
on Apple Podcasts and leave us a little review. Also, if you listen to this podcast and you do enjoy it, don't be shy. Tell your friends and family. Get mm-hmm. people on the bandwagon. Let's start a little community here. Um, and yeah, you if you need another platform or if you need to tell them where to listen to us, they can listen to us anywhere they get their podcasts, including Podbean um, and Amazon Prime. Absolutely. Or, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're and, available uh, on many different platforms. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Um, that's been this episode on Euphoria. Um, and yeah, I've been Evan. And I'm Katie. And yeah, we'll, you'll hear from us next week. Bye.